Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. So we're talking about the ripple effect. You put things out there and then things come back at you and throughout the world. It's the ripple effect. It's pay it forward, whatever you want to call it. For every action, there's a reaction, as you like to say, Sensei Hoover. Yeah. I think, uh, Aaron, too, you know, if you remember starting out in the martial arts, you remember the first time you threw a a jab or a sidekick or something like that, and then somebody uh, blocked it, countered, and hit you. And you weren't expecting it. Remember those days? Oh, yeah. I I vividly remember those sparring days. Yeah. You can remember how you learned that for every action, there's a reaction. And you don't get it right away. And I remember you used to be a decent, aggressive fighter. You were more of an aggressive fighter. And you don't learn that right away. And then eventually you see that and you become more patient. And you wait. And it starts to transfer over to your life skills. That everything, everything, for every action there's a reaction. And as we all know it, the ripple effect. So that's kind of what you know we're plugging into your life about today is to talk about where your life went you know, as you left the school, finished your education, and how you've affected other people and different people that you know, obviously affected you in a positive way. Yeah, I, I think you know, I, I have a, a unique journey and advantage, the fact that I, as soon as high school was over, I left and went into the military. And you know, anybody that understands the military, you immediately expose yourself to all walks of life, and especially as you travel and, and deploy and, and get around the world a little bit. You, know, you pretty much pick up roots and leave. You know, I left home at 18 years old, you know, about three weeks after I graduated high school. Uh, I've actually been away longer from uh, Pennsylvania than, than I actually lived there at this point. So, you know, you always kind of toss around, what, what do you call home anymore <laughs> at this point in your life? Um, but, uh, you know, when you're in that type of, those type of environments and you expose yourself to a lot of people, especially growing up in Lehigh Valley, especially in the seventies and eighties, you know, before internet, before cell phones, you know, you're pretty isolated, especially I grew up up in Walnut Port, which is a tiny little town. And all you really know is that little world. And then you pick up and go to college and immediately you're with kids from all over the country. You know, so that was pretty eye-opening for me, just how little I knew and understand uh, the world and myself, you know, so, you know, in that respect, you start, you start to grow as a person. And then as I, you know, continued through the military and eventually picked the martial arts back up, I had dropped it for a few years there, just being busy with everything. And then I picked it up in college. You now start to realize the effect that people have on you. And then you in turn have on them, especially when you start teaching. And that was when I transitioned into actually teaching the martial arts, one, you really realize just how little you know until you start trying to teach things. And then you start to really understand um, the impact. And I didn't at first. It was many years after that you understand the impact you have on people as you interact with them, especially in a, in a teaching manner. Let me ask you a question and back up a little bit. So how long were you in the military? I went to the Air Force Academy for four years for school, and then I was active duty for eight, and then I've been in the reserves for the last 16. All right. Now, and this is just for everybody, too. Um, you know, Aaron and I had a lapse in life for about, I don't, don't quote me, 30, 35 years or something like that. So as we do this, bit. what's that? Yeah. It was a bit. Yeah. And it's really cool because some students come and go, but I never forgot Aaron. So as you're listening to this episode, you're listening to us meet each other again. This is not fake. I mean, this is not something we did prior to the show. I find it really interesting. I knew you had maybe a little bit of military, but was there somebody in the military that, um, 
shocked you into existence, took you from the first stepping stone, maybe let's say is the karate school. The second stepping stone in your life is now you're jumping into the military. Is there any personality in that group that just really pushed you forward like a big wind? If so, I'd like to hear about it. I don't think there's any one person. It's one of those things where it's a collection of people. Okay. Um, the military people are coming and going and constantly moving. So, you know, I would say it was more of a collection of people. You know, when I was at the Air Force Academy, they had a boxing team, and I started working out with the boxing team, and those coaches were pretty impactful on me just because, you know, going from a karate style of martial arts into boxing is, is a, can be an eye-opener if you're not careful. Well, you know, and, Steve. Um, Steve has a history of his father and him. Um, he's still very, very involved in boxing. As a matter of fact, he comes into the dojo many times and teaches his basic jab, cross, hook, uppercut. So, yeah, that's big thing that you guys have in common. So. Yeah, I'm with you, Aaron. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because they're so comparable and so similar, but then also almost a 180 uh, in many ways as well. But when you, you pull from the good from both, I mean, that's ultimately what MMA has become, but uh, I know where you're coming from with that. Well, go ahead. Take us right, to the yeah. next. Yeah, take us to the next level. So you got out of the military and then you just was exposed to a bigger, much bigger world, right? Right. And, and I guess what I would say is it, it was it's kind of funny that, you know, when I had gotten to Omaha, and, you know, the military has a lot of people that practice and study martial arts. It's kind of one of those things that's in the fabric of it. And, you know, when I got to Omaha, I wanted to start training again. And I found a small school. A guy by the name of Bob Ryan um, was running the school. And I met some lifelong friends there at that school and some lifelong training partners and instructors. That I still consider uh, my instructors today and still train under and try to get in contact with a couple of times a year. Um, and I think it was there where I really started getting people that influenced me as a person in terms of, of, of work ethic and, and training ethic and, you know, just worrying about yourself and not about others and the accolades. It was actually something that you had said, and I'm going to paraphrase, but I clearly remember we were in class one time and this stuck with me. And you had made a comment that you know, your job as an instructor is to make everybody better than you. Right. Yeah. And when you do that, then you've succeeded as an instructor and a coach. And, and I've kept that with me a long time. And, and to the point of influencing other people is that, you know, early on when I opened my gym and I was an instructor, I was still worried about being the best in the room. And over time, I realized that that's really not the point of me being there. Is that I, my job should, is supposed to be making everybody better, not just in martial arts, just better people and, and just generally better in life. Oh, absolutely. And when I... Go ahead. I really yeah. started to understand that is when I think I really flourished as an instructor and then the gym in turn started to flourish as well. Yeah, you know, you think about this and I, I think about this a lot, especially when we get on the ground. When you were there, we were pretty much uh, hands and legs, but we, we had really kind of evolved into a, a full system now. And I, I see it a lot, you know, in the dojo. I see the dominance of people who just want to win and just want to dominate. And I always say this, you're, you're never going to learn because there's always going to be somebody better than you. So the idea with losing is when you lose and you give it up, you see things that you never saw before. But if you dominate and you're just physically strong and maybe technically a little better in life or if you're on the mat and you dominate all the time, then you, you never get to see um, how to get out when somebody's better than you. And there's always, always somebody better than you. 
And the other thing you said about um, it all starts with you. I mean, you're right. And that's not a selfish thing. A lot of people say, well, that's being selfish. You know, you're saying being self-centered. It's not being self-centered. It's that your world begins and ends the way you think and all the good energy that you put out. Um, and that's really, I, I know that's where you're coming from because I can tell that's the kind of person you are. One thing we always talk about, and I, I'm always preaching in class, especially the jiu-jitsu class and our Muay Thai class when, when we get to the sparring portions, is that I'm always reminding right? nobody's getting a trophy today, nobody's getting a medal today. You know, so, you know, let, let's work rather than, than try to win the sparring. So it's like nobody cares. You know, if you're worried about winning, go to the big tournament, get with somebody your own age, your own weight, and we'll talk. Right. But, um, and, but that's hard, especially for younger people. And we got some guys in the gym, you know, you know, those 19, 20, 21 year olds that are all full of what I call, you know, piss and vinegar. Sorry yeah. for the language. But, yeah. You know, and I roll with them and someone will come up to me and go, wow, he really gave you a hard time. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm 27 years older than him. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, yeah. I, I literally don't have the horsepower they have anymore. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's not about winning and losing. It's that, hey, you know, if I can, you know, it's uh, if I'm getting better by rolling with him and he's getting better by rolling with me, then then what's really the point otherwise? I, I love how you bring that up, too, Aaron. What you said, what uh, Tim used to say, and he still says, but back in the day, how his job is to make us all better than him. And when you think about that, and I think that might be the biggest takeaway from this episode right now for those listening really really go inside yourself and think about that whether you're a parent a teacher or or neither if you're just out there and you're always holding back and you're not giving in your all because you don't want anybody to maybe to have a little bit more than you uh, but if you give and you don't keep count. You don't keep track. You don't keep, uh, you know, a chart of what you've given and how much you get back. Trust me, it comes back 10 times, tenfold. And that's kind of what this whole episode is about. For every action, there's a reaction. That's right. Um, but I'm going to give you some advice. Um, as you get older, you know, I just turned 65. The way you never get beat is just bar five-year-olds. <laughs> you know, five-year-olds can be tough. But boy, let me tell you, I can still dominate them. And I have a grandson who's six who's giving me a push. But the, the bottom line is just, just keep, you know, going down younger, you know, five, six. It, it works. I mean, the side, my, leg, my legs are still longer than they are. See, Aaron, even at this point in his life, he's full of words of wisdom still. <laughs> but Steve, when I said that, Steve looked at me like, wait a second, I got to think about that for a minute or two. No, I was already thinking, I'm thinking, am I going to edit this part out or am I going to keep this in? <laughs> no. But Aaron, as we finish out this episode... Um, we're going to call you in a couple weeks and continue on with your life story and how you've affected people in a positive way. Talk to you soon, Aaron. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman, social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.